Nicole Cook, and I'm a determined woman in street operations at San Francisco Public Works. My role currently, I'm a 7281 operations supervisor over the corridor program, which supervises all entry-level 9916s, what are the block sweepers or manual sweepers, but they are the ones out there every day who manually sweep the streets of San Francisco. So I'm over that program. I did not choose this career. So what happened was in 2005, I think, no, in 2004, they had this mass hiring for apprenticeship program. And one of my friends who worked for Public Works gave me the announcement. I'm like, you know, I I was pregnant at that time and already had a seven-year-old, well, six, going on seven. So I'm like, "Eh, I'll apply. But the city takes so long. So that next year in April, they called me. I just had my baby. And they're like, oh, come in May. We're going to. We're going to do interviews in April. Did the interview in April. Then they hired me for the apprenticeship program, which was the 7501 apprenticeship, which is apprenticeship program for you to become a general labor. So I went for the interview, was hired in May. My baby's only a month and a half. Yeah, a month and a half when I started. So I kind of just fell into the job. It wasn't anything that I was seeking personally myself. Rising up through the ranks through operation was a little, not, I wouldn't say difficult. You have to sacrifice a lot because you will have worked different shifts in different days. I worked, I had Tuesday, Wednesdays off for four years <laughs> with kids. <laughs> so I worked every weekend. <laughs> I didn't have a break. So that right there will set you, it's like, now, I won't say the weak from the strong, but the determined from the not determined. Because if you let things like that get to you, you'll be the one, I don't want to do this Tuesday, Wednesdays off. Uh, you'll be discouraged. So I think starting at the beginning, working as an environmental 7501 in the training program, they do teach you a lot of things. Being in the union also, you still have the opportunity if it didn't work out. I can go to the union and try to get me a a job as a general laborer because now I'm a journeyman. So that's a plus. So going through that and then becoming a general laborer, it was a little difficult because you were still as needed. So it wasn't like I was permanent. You know, you come to work, do your job, but you still as needed. Did that for a few years, took the supervisor test. And I'm like, oh, God, I'm not going to pass. Passed the supervisor test, became a permanent supervisor. I'm like, yes. And then... I did that for a while and took the soup two test and became a soup two. But the process is not difficult if you dedicate yourself to coming to work, learning as much as you can and being an asset. If you do those things, it's easy. But if you let little things get to you, like uh, different personalities you have to deal with. And sometimes being wrong is okay. I think we all try to be perfect and, Something might happen and maybe, oh, I forgot to turn off the water fountain at the UN Plaza. Um, accountability. If you if you own up to what you do, I think things will go smoother for you. But I think we all try to act like we know everything and we can't do anything wrong. And that stops us from progressing. What is funny is that when we have our orientations for uh, the quarter program and this entry level, I tell my story. 
And they are like shocked, some of them, because I tell them like, yeah. And I tell them like it, many of the women there and not just women, just men. We started from a basic program. We didn't come in as laborers. We started in a training program and we worked our way up. And it's a lot of people just like myself at Public Works who have done the same thing. But when I and when we do the orientation, we go over our policies, procedures, all the trainings. But I tell them that story like, look at me. I did it. I was right where you were at. I swept a block. I swept Folsom Street from 13th to 5th, just like you will sweep a street in San Francisco. I did the same thing. And I told him, if you're dedicated and you come to work and you come to work just to do your job, you'll be fine. You're going to have problems. You're going to have issues. You're going to babysit. You can get through it. You know, you got to mothers as mothers. We do have to plan more. We have to organize a little bit better. But I, yeah, I tell them my story. And I always do that in orientation. And they could take it for what it is or not. But at least I let you know that this is a career. And I always tell them, you can make this into career if you choose to. That's my I always say that because I want them to see that it is attainable, regardless of where you start, regardless of when you start or what circumstances you come from. It is attainable if you want to come to work and do your job. In the beginning, starting at Public Works, it was a little difficult, but I had my mother. So when she heard... I had a job. She was like, oh, I watched the baby. No problem. And I'm like, you sure? So if it wasn't for my mother, she was a big, huge help with watching the baby. My son, other son was in school. So between her and my father, one would take him to school. But my mother always watched the baby. But then I went to graveyard and she had to watch the baby at night. So I'll be up in the daytime trying to take the kids to school and and then I'll pick him up from my mom's house, both of them, take one to school, take one home with me, try to sleep. And that was hard. Graveyard was hard. That was tough. But my mom played a huge role in helping me. She just helped me with everything, not just my kids, but just the well, my kids, but the support of knowing that you have somebody there that wants to see you win and wants to see you succeed. It makes it that much easier to go to work every day and do what you're supposed to do. She passed away when I before I became a supervisor. But she was just so happy because she'd seen that I enjoyed it. I was making decent money. I had health insurance for my children. So she really was happy for me. My father seen the progression and me become a supervisor. And that's why he's always pushing me. Oh, you could do this. You could do anything. I'm like, Daddy, I'm not that smart. <laughs> but he's so happy. Even today, I'm like, oh, I'm going for a podcast about women leaders in public service. He's like, oh. Well, are you prepared? I'm like, so no, he's so excited. He always wants the best for me. So it feels good. It feels real good. My dad and mom always were hard workers. I was a single mother, but <laughs> they always worked hard. My dad worked hard for years. So looking up to him, he would always tell me it won't be like this forever. You know, he will always instill in me. Look at the brightest side. It won't be like this forever, baby. I'm like, oh, this is hell. And I used to just be so, not down, but sometimes I just wanted to be normal, go to my kids' basketball games or whatever. But he was like, it won't be like this forever, baby. One day, you look back and you'd be like, it was all worth it. So just the support system I had pushing me to be, to succeed, that's what uh, helped me along the way. I had great supervisors. I still, you know, Abelardo, Leonardo, he's one of my first supervisors when I was on swing shift. And he had, he thought he always had a language barrier. I could understand him, but he taught me so much about 
swing shift operations and the things that are important because each shift has different focal points. Night shift focal point is mostly downtown, the plazas, in certain areas. Swing shift is totally different because you have a smaller staff, but you still cover the whole city. Day shift, you have the most staff and you still cover the whole city. So it's everything's a little different. So your focal your focus is different on each shift. But he just taught me everything about swing shift and what we need to do to be successful. Like we would clean the plazas daily. And I never knew that coming in. I would clean you in plaza. We would steam it. We would clean the fountain. But that's something that we did daily. So he taught me those things. And 6th Street at this time, we have to clean at this time because you have a sweeper coming down to assist you with this. So it's just those little things. He was probably my biggest influence and still to this day. I look up to him. I remember when I first worked in dispatch and it is mostly males and because it's truck drivers and, you know, men and they're smart. They know heavy equipment. It's a lot of things I don't know. Just working in there from the beginning as a supervisor was intimidating because I knew the labor stuff, but I didn't know everything about the truck drivers or everything about heavy equipment or little things I need to be versed on. But working with them. At first, it was intimidating, but they were so welcoming in the sense that they wanted me to learn and they wanted me to succeed. In the beginning, it was tough, though. In the beginning, it was tough. Even with the laborers, a lot of the male laborers, especially ones that's been here for years, they're like, I've been here 15 years. You just got here 10 years ago. You know, (laughs) who are you to tell me something? But I think it's your approach. If you are willing to learn and not be the type that knows everything, people are more receptive to showing you, helping you, and helping you succeed. Because if they succeed, you succeed in the end. So, yeah, but in the beginning, yeah, it was real intimidating. Because I didn't know. I'm the type that likes to go into a situation knowing a lot. Because I like people to depend on me for answers. And I don't want to sit there and be like, well, I don't know. So, yeah, it was. It was intimidating. women entering now have a leg up because they have women like us who they can receive that support from and they could talk to it's a lot of women like tessa jones is one of them you know when i came tessa had been and she was a supervisor she had been here for years seeing other um especially african-american women at that seeing other african-american women in positions and supervisor positions it made me feel good because i said wow look at her it was a goal of mine to become like the Tessas and the Allison Mickles who have been there for years. And Allison was one of my supervisor special projects who was a great supervisor. But just to see them and knowing that I could do that, I could mimic them or, you know, don't tell them that, though, because. But just to see them doing what they were doing and succeeding, it was. Yeah, it felt really good to know that I can attain that one day. So. It's more women that work in the public sector that they can look up to. When we first came in, it was very few. But now it's many more in director positions and assistant positions. So, yes, they have it. Now I won't say a leg up, but they have more resources that they can always talk to and lean on for advice. And like I have a lot of new supervisors now and they always come to me, and ask me questions. And it feels good because it's like, oh. I know a little something. They think I'm smart, you know, but (laughs) 
that feels good. But they do. They'll ask you questions and you try to lead them in the best direction. You always want them to make their own decision, but you try to give them advice and experience from your point of view. After years of working at Public Works, you see the things that we do is important because we are the ones who make the city livable, in a sense. Picking up the garbage, abating the graffiti, you know, landscaping. Those things make the city livable and beautiful for everybody to enjoy. So after years of working here, I figured that out. It was like if we didn't do some of the things that we do on a daily basis, it will be hard to live here because it'll be trash everywhere it'll be graffiti everywhere and with the amount of people in san francisco so it's very important what we do my favorite part about the job is seeing people like myself who started entry level being promoted and going through the ranks and becoming supervisors and becoming supervisor twos and maybe assistant superintendents one day, who knows, but just seeing people really work hard for it. I like that. That's the most important. I like seeing that because I know how it feels to come to work, single mother with a baby and a toddler, not a toddler, but a seven year old and work different shifts, different hours, different days, just to be self-sufficient and help my kids and, you know, help myself. And I was proud of that. I was proud that I was working. I was proud that I was showing my kids what a work ethic is and seeing their mother go out there day and night and trying to provide for them. So that's very important. And I don't know. It's just it makes you feel good. The hardest part about being a leader is showing your flaws because you want to be the top of your game always available but knowing what you're doing so the little flaws that you have I think that's the biggest thing for me because we all have them nobody's perfect and we all make mistakes but to show that you have to show vulnerability because I think that makes you more relatable because some people think that approaching you they don't want to approach their supervisors or different leaders because they think, you know, they're this way. They're staunch. They don't want to hear the BS or whatever it is. But I think by them seeing I'm a person, I make mistakes. I'm, I'm wrong at times. You become more relatable and they can they might come to you with more things and have more opinions and have input on ways things may could be better because we all need input. I'm not the smartest person in the room, although, you know, <laughs> they always say that if you're the smartest person in the room, then what? You're in the wrong room. So you can learn things from anybody. My leadership style is really basic. It's not too deep, but I just treat people how I want to be treated. And I'm not judgmental. I th even when I think I am, I catch myself because you never know what people are going through. So sometimes you have to take a step back and think about things from a different perspective instead of how you would do something. Because we're so quick to act on, well, this is how I would do it. But if you treat people how you want to be treated and you work with them, meaning I used to work in the field with a lot of if you're a field supervisor, work in the field with a lot of your supervisors so they can see you putting in the work with them, you get all the respect. 
And that I'm telling you, that is the basic of my leadership. It's not too overbearing because we're all adults and we're all here to do a certain job. So I don't think you have to be a micromanager, but if that's your style, that's your style. But if you lead with respect and you lead with a good work ethic, I think in the end, it becomes much, much easier for you. Thanks for listening to Snapshots, a public works podcast. 